0: This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website Ormskirk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at one45 PM. We hope you enjoy the talk. Thanks and good afternoon everyone. In the beginning was the word. So the first question we have to ask is well when was the beginning? And I can't answer that. And it would appear that scientists themselves don't even know when the beginning, certainly, of the universe was. Despite the fact they've probably spent billions of pounds now uh, with the Hadron Collider and various other methods of measurement to try and find the source of the universe. So I can't tell you when the universe started and neither can scientists, I would suggest, to you. We can talk about it, however, in the beginning from a scriptural point of view Which is what we'll do. What about the Word? Well, what is the Word? And more importantly, what does it mean to us? In the beginning then, the very first words of the Bible, the very opening verse, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. It seems like a very simple statement. Right at the very beginning of our Bible, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And we're told by scientists again that the whole of the universe can be categorised into four areas, encapsulated into four categories. They are time, energy, space and matter. Everything that is in the universe can be allocated into those four, four, four spheres as it were. So that simple statement that we read there in Genesis 1 verse 1, if you look at it again, we see time, we see creation we see space and we see matter so everything that is encapsulated in the universe is contained in that single verse and at the heart of that is God so what we're suggesting is God well, what we're saying is God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning (coughs) all quotations by the way are going to appear on the screen you can follow it in your Bibles by all means I'm using the New King James Version in case you're wondering, in case you're trying to follow it On day one of creation God said let there be light and there was light. And that's significant we'll see how that God illuminated the darkness of the world. But later on when we move through the presentation we'll see a spiritual light bringing spiritual light in the dark world today. And throughout the scriptures and particularly the Old Testament we can read evidence of God's glory and his majesty heavens declare the glory of God the firmament shows his handiwork in the beginning and then we read in Psalm 8 uh, David writing this psalm he wrote the last psalm by the way he writes this psalm and he said when I consider your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and stars that you have ordained what is man that you are mindful of him what he's saying is we are so small in God's sight and why should he think of us and yet As we'll see as we go through this presentation. God has provided a way of salvation. For we who are just a small speck in his universe. In the beginning by the word of the Lord. The heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. And so we see how God in the beginning created the world. And whatever he said by his word it was done he sends out his command to the earth his his word runs very swiftly in the beginning was the word throughout prophecy also and we're only taking a very very snapshot of uh, of scripture here uh, there are many many passages that speak of the majesty of God and his glory and how in the beginning at his word the earth and the universe was created Isaiah says in chapter 48. I have declared the former things from the beginning. This is God speaking through the prophet. They went forth from my mouth. And I caused them to hear it. Suddenly I did them. They came to pass. God's word when he spoke it. Things came to pass. Even from the beginning. I have declared it to you. In the beginning. Again another chapter from Isaiah. God says I have made the earth. And created us on it. I, or my hands, stretched out the heavens on all their host, have I commanded. God's universe is immeasurable. We've already hinted at it uh, as, as we are just put a speck in his sight. Just put some numbers and um, keep tongue in cheek here a little bit. It's estimated there are 100,000 million stars in our galaxy alone. Our galaxy being Something similar to, to that there. That's, that's a typical galaxy spiral. Allegedly in our galaxy, 100,000 million stars. Who's counted them? I have no idea. Uh, so that's why I say, keep a bl- little bit tongue-in-cheek there. But that's an, an estimate. There are certainly millions of stars, or, or suns like our own sun, in just our galaxy. But scientists also suggest that there has, is a supercluster, our galaxy, this one, is part of a supercluster of galaxies somewhere around here. That's taken from the Hubble Telescope, I think, of 100,000 galaxies. Now, you probably haven't got a calculator with you, but if you multiply 100,000 galaxies by 100 million stars, we get something like 100 quadrillion suns or stars. Um, That's a bit mind-boggling, 100 quadrillion It's 100 to the power of 24, or if you're simple like me, you'd need to have it spelt out. So that's 100 with 24 noughts after it. In other words, it's immeasurable. This is just a a sort of guesstimate, of course. But they also, scientists are now saying, that this supercluster of 100 times 24 uh, to the power of 24 suns, 100 quadrillion suns, this supercluster, there are other superclusters as well in the universe, they think. It's immeasurable, isn't it? We, we cannot possibly measure the God's universe that he has made. Suffice it to say that it uh, boggles my mind anyway. If you look at that supercluster, again, they've estimated that... If you could travel across it at the speed of light... And then we all know what the speed of light is, 186,000 miles a second. I only know that because it's stuck in my head, because I'm a bit sad. But if you travelled at the speed of light, 186,000 miles a second... It would take you 500 million years to go across that supercluster. And that is not the end of the universe. What I'm trying to portray to, to you here is God's universe is so phenomenal that we cannot even comprehend it. And yet man tries to, but fails. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What about, <coughs> excuse me, what about the New Testament then? let's see what they talk about in the beginning let's start with Matthew logically Um, and Matthew says I'll tell you how it all began and he says it begins with Abraham his very first verse of his gospel says the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ the son of David the son of Abraham so he starts with the patriarch Abraham the father of the Jewish nation that's how he starts his gospel record We know that there were promises made to Abraham Genesis chapter 12 and the opening verses The Lord said to Abraham as his name was then His name was later changed to Abraham He told him to get out of his country God told Abraham to get out of his country Leave his family and his father's house And go to a land that he was going to show him He said, God said to him I will make you a great nation I will make your name great and bless you Because Abraham was a faithful man The important thing is, and the relevance to us, as we'll see a little bit later, is that God said to him, In you shall all families of the earth be blessed. So that's how Matthew starts his uh, gospel, about with Abraham. How does Mark start? Well, Mark starts, he says, I'll tell you how it all began. And he begins with baptism. Right at the very beginning, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And we can read there that in those days Jesus came to the Jordan and was baptised by John in the Jordan. That's how Mark says, that's how it all began. Luke says, I'll tell you how it all began. And he begins with the birth of Jesus. So in the opening verses, in the opening chapter of Luke's gospel, the angel appears to Mary and said that she's found favour with God you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and she will call his name Jesus she will be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit but yet even so Jesus will be born of a woman the angel says he will be great and will be called the son of the highest and of his kingdom there will be no end more on the kingdom a little bit later John John says I'll tell you how it all began it begins with the word we've already read that in the beginning John 1 verse 1 In the beginning was the word from where our title is taken. The word was with God Excuse me, and the word was God. John is very different to the other three gospel writers in the sense that he uses a lot of figurative language. And you can see that figurative language right in that opening verse. The word was with God and the word was God. Now we know God cannot be a word, not literally a word. But the word was with God. God has no beginning of course and no end he's from eternity to eternity we've already read by the word or the commandment of the Lord the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth and that word again we've already read it in our opening uh, reading the word became flesh and dwelt among us it's talking about the Lord Jesus we beheld his glory John says the glory is of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth and so we see that God's word uh, became flesh the personification of the God was, was the Lord Jesus I don't mean literally was the Lord Jesus but he was uh, God's glory and dwelt among us we beheld his glory John says but just to be on the safe side we could imagine that John is talking about in the beginning is he talking about creation well possibly he was but I think there's a dual side to John's writings because in his letter 1 John 1 and verse 1 we read this that which was from the beginning which we have heard we've seen with our eyes we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life that can't be obviously the beginning the creation beginning in Genesis 1 because John's saying we've seen it and we have handled it and when he's saying we I presume he's meaning himself and his disciples in the beginning what beginning is this? John's talking about a new beginning a new creation we quoted that right at the beginning God said let there be light and there was light and I said there was significance behind that that's a physical light illuminating the darkness of the world but in Isaiah prophesying about the coming of the Lord Jesus he says arise shine for your light is come this is a different light this is not a physical light this is a spiritual light the light of the Lord Jesus that he came in the beginning according to John i.e. in the beginning of his ministry the Lord himself says again further on in John's gospel I am the light of the world I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness so we see a different side to in the beginning now we've looked at in the beginning literally when God created the heavens and the earth we're now seeing the beginning of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ when he came to the earth and he says continuing in John 12 anybody who rejects me and does not receive my word that will judge him the word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. And then Jesus tells us about the relationship with his father, with God. He says, I have not spoken by an own authority. The words in the beginning, the word was not his own. The father who sent me gave me a command. What I should say and what I should speak. And if we reject his word, then we reject God. Again, in Hebrews in chapter 1, now right at the beginning... Uh, we read there about God's word Uh, at various times and in various ways God spoke God gave his word to the fathers by the prophets but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son the Lord Jesus we're told who being that's Jesus being in the brightness of his glory, God's glory and the express image of God's person and upholding all things by the word of God's power and the impression there is if you think of someone making a coin with a die and some soft metal the die is God the soft metal would be the Lord Jesus and there's an express image a perfect image from God to the coin they're not the same one and the same or anything like that but Jesus was the express image the perfect image of the Lord God because he did what the father told him to do And his words, well what was the word of God that Jesus brought to us? Jesus preached and to say repent or change for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we're going to talk a little bit about the kingdom of God shortly. Jesus says in the gospels over a hundred times it is recorded that he speaks about the kingdom of God. So it's a very important concept. Apart from all the other times that are spoken or by others. He then says in John chapter 17, it's recorded, this is a prayer from Jesus to his Father. Towards the end of his ministry, he's talking about eternal life. Eternal life in God's kingdom. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. In other words, I have presented your word, the word that was made flesh in the beginning, the beginning of his ministry. I have done what you asked me to do, Jesus says to the Father. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work. I have given them the words that you have given me to say and to do. I have given them the words which you have given me. And they, and he's talking about his disciples now, have received them. That was something we quoted right right at the beginning. Uh, Promises to Abraham. We said it was of relevance to us. Uh, Now we're going to talk about the kingdom of God the kingdom which will be set upon the earth when the Lord Jesus returns and God made a promise to Abraham faithful Abraham in you shall all families not just the Jewish people of which he was the father but all families of the earth shall be blessed because we're told in Paul's letter to the Galatians in chapter 3 Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us it's written that everyone who hangs on a tree is cursed That the blessing of Abraham, the blessing that we've just looked at, we've just repeated from Genesis chapter 12, the blessings through Abraham and all families of the earth, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. In other words, it's really saying everybody, it's not just to Jews, the blessing is not just to Jews, Abraham being the father of the Jews, it's to we who are Gentiles also. All families of the earth can be blessed through Abraham if if we are in Christ so what does it mean God's word we've looked at it in the beginning we've looked at some words uh, that Jesus spoke uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and now we see what they mean to us again continuing in Galatians chapter 3 we read there Paul's words for you are all the sons of God through Jesus Christ as many as of you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ and baptism is a prerequisite remember in Mark's gospel that's how it started with the baptism of Jesus he was obeying uh, God's commandments by being baptised as many of you have been baptised into Christ to put on Christ and that's a subject completely in itself there is neither Jew nor Greek or Gentile in other words there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female there is no discrimination at all all can be saved uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ for you are all one in Christ Jesus and if you are Christ's then are you Abraham's seed or Abraham's offspring and heirs according to the promises that were made to him so to summarise then we've, we've looked at in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and how that through him and by his word the heavens and the universe were formed we've looked at the immeasurable universe that we cannot comprehend uh, which tells us and speaks to us of God's glory we've looked at the beginning through the gospel writers through Matthew, Mark, Luke and John haven't we and though they start in different ways uh, and say different things they don't contradict one another in fact they complement one another they present us the whole picture Matthew is speaking to the Jews and that's the difference between the gospel writers they are addressing different audiences and Matthew is speaking to the Jews so uh, he speaks about Abraham and goes back to Abraham uh, and talks about the patriarchs his theme throughout Matthew's gospel is about uh, the promises and the prophecies about the Lord Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah we see in Mark's gospel complementary to that he doesn't have anything to do with genealogy because he presents the Lord Jesus as a servant and therefore he's straight into his ministry i.e. the baptism of the Lord following which Jesus started his ministry, Luke well he portrays Jesus as the son of man doesn't he and therefore as a man he goes back to his birth and tells us about the birth of Jesus right from the very beginning and John as we said is a different altogether John tells us and speaks to us about Jesus as the son of God and that's why his gospel is is, is different to the others but put them all together and we see a complete picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and through him through the Lord Jesus we have salvation as we can see there and we are given the promise of the kingdom to come for when Jesus returns to this earth he will establish God's kingdom but there will be a judgment it says there the Lord Jesus will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom which will be established on the earth and those shall come forth who have done good to the resurrection of life so we see resurrection here so it's not just uh, everybody dying and, and being no more there is a resurrection to come when our Lord Jesus returns and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation we read so there will be a judgment through Jesus and we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ each one receiving the things according to what he has done whether good or bad so that is the word of God and we've seen it right in the very beginning in creation we've seen it at the beginning of the Lord Jesus' ministry and we now see a new world which will come when the Lord Jesus returns in his kingdom and there is a judgment and so God uh, through the Apostle Paul here speaking God now commands all men everywhere to repent he's repeating exactly what Jesus said in his ministry repent for the kingdom of God is at hand because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. And then finally in Revelation, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So we've taken it from the very beginning of the universe to the beginning of the ministry of the Lord Jesus to now a new beginning which will come when the kingdom of God will be established by the Lord Jesus and he will reign for ever and ever so we'll finish with the words of the Lord Jesus where he says seek the kingdom of God so we have to repent we have to look to God's word and seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you and then some very comforting words that the Lord leaves us with do not fear he says it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom we hope you enjoyed that talk for more downloads, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, christadelphians.org.uk.